Hello, my name is Alyssa, and welcome to my podcast, Evolution of Amputation in U.S. History. Today, we're going to explore the evolution of amputation and its development that has helped bring a sense or normality to many U.S. soldiers, as well as how people today look at amputations. I will also be inviting some visitors that have traveled a long way. I will be interviewing soldiers from the Vietnam War and their personal experiences with being an amputee as well as a nurse that helped bandage amputees during World War I. Throughout this podcast, I will be answering questions such as when a soldier needed an amputation, the development of prosthetics, and how they changed, as well as soldiers' own personal experiences with an amputation after the war. Why is this topic of such importance being a question you're probably asking yourself right now. Well, let me enlighten you. Many see amputations as just another procedure that doctors do to save lives. It is actually quite more important than that. Amputations procedures and its evolution provided security not only for the soldiers, but for their families as well. Amputations were done to save soldiers' lives in order for them to be able to go back to their families. Its evolution assisted with not only the ability to live, but to thrive. Soldiers were able to get prosthetics, giving them a sense of hope when they went back home. They were able to continue working and supporting their families with their prosthetic. My main point is, amputations was not just another procedure. It changed lives for so many soldiers, as well as their families, giving them another chance. I will be discussing four different time periods and three different wars discussing how amputations were viewed and used during those time periods. My first main point is the process of amputations prior to the Civil War. Soldiers would receive countless and fatal injuries due to the war. Many soldiers were undergoing surgery, would have to suffer through the pain of an amputation because at the time there was no medicine that could help put them to sleep or ease the pain their body was experiencing. There were other procedures doctors would do to assist the patients to help ease the pain, making it easier for everyone. A doctor named Dr. Mutter would spend days massaging the faces or limbs of patients on whom he was slated to operate, to desensitize them to the touch of his hands and instruments, so that he could perform his surgeries twice as quickly. Dr. Mutter, I believe, was ahead of his time because instead of just going through with the amputations, he would help the patients by researching other procedures he could do to help ease the pain. Yet he was only one doctor that did such a thing to help his patients. All the other doctors didn't have such knowledge or access, therefore many surgeries were done without anesthesia. Now, the process of amputations during the Civil War, soldiers were able to have the amputation procedure done with anesthesia, but there were limited supplies. Some soldiers would have to get their limb amputated with no anesthesia to be able to help them with the pain. 9,000 men were on the artificial limb pensions roll. This figure suggests that nearly all of the men who were, were also receiving money to buy artificial limbs. Since many amputees did not or could not wear artificial limbs, it is possible that only those who did use them were requesting money from the government. I believe that it was sad to say that some soldiers couldn't afford prosthetics and due to that weren't able to get jobs due to their lack of ability to work. It's devastating that they could hardly do anything and couldn't provide for themselves or their family. Now, the process of amputations during World War I 
was the soldiers were able to have the amputation procedure done with anesthesia. They also updated the amputation procedure by having locations where they could get rid of the limbs in order to make space for more soldiers. But don't just hear it from me. Hear it from Marjorie Grigsby, a nurse during World War One. Thank you, Alyssa, for having me on your podcast. Now, back when I was a nurse during World War One, I had to go to the front. You were called the dirty nurse, and you had to do all the mucky things. They just amputated a leg, and they put it in a bucket, and I had to take the wretched thing away down to the incinerator. I didn't like it. You had no idea what a leg weighs when amputated. I had to lug it with the foot sticking up all the way down to the incinerator. I didn't enjoy that at all. Thank you, Marjorie Grigsby, for coming on to my podcast. I think that having the incinerators were a real game changer when it came to the amputation procedure. The doctors and nurses were able to dispose of limbs so other soldiers wouldn't see them laying around and be more frightened by what was to come for them as well. Now, during the Vietnam War, many soldiers were able to have the amputation procedure done with anesthesia, as well as updated prosthetics that would replace their limbs that they lost. Yet the prosthetics was built so well that they could use it like any other limb that they had. The technology was that advanced, but don't just hear it from me, hear it from Matthew D. Portner. He is an amputee himself from the Vietnam War. I'm able to do anything I wanted to do. I travel, you know, and have friends and family and so forth. I was able to have a great job, a great career, and was able to retire. Thank you, Matthew D. Portner, for coming on to my podcast today. See, he is living proof that prosthetics have become a game changer in the amputation world. I think it's incredible how far we have come in bettering soldiers' lives and giving them another chance at being normal once again. Not only that, but their families as well. Now, the process of amputations today and its view are completely different than what it once was. Amputations seem to have become a choice of whether people want to amputate their leg or not. There is a disorder called body dysmorphic disorder, also known as BDD, which appears to be closely similar to anorexia nervosa, and that both appear to be delusions that are sustained by misperception of one's own body. Perhaps wannabes, which is the name given to people that are diagnosed with BDD, desire amputation in order to get rid of a limb that they believe to be diseased or ugly. I don't know about you, but I didn't know something as such existed. It's amazing how once amputation was a necessity due to an injury in war. Now, some people have a disorder where they see their limb as diseased and want to get it removed due to how they view their limb. It was said that soldiers who fought in wars could never live a normal life again. Some soldiers even become depressed and felt they no longer had a purpose. They were miserable and at the time there was no medical assistance that they could receive that would help. Yet with great doctors and nurses, amputations were able to evolve throughout history. Prosthetics became a new opportunity for soldiers to be able to have another shot at a normal life once again. It was such a pleasure to be able to bring something I am so passionate about into this project. Thank you for listening. I hope we continue growing and bettering our medical field and seeking its essential importance not only in our daily lives, as well as other aspects such as their use in helping bring soldiers back home and to live a normal life once again.